Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Brian Post uh, devotional podcast. For those of you that have been following along, we have been going through the book of Colossians and now we are going to look at chapter 4 verses 2 to 6 and I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with the text. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, Also pray for us that God will open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, which I'm also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time, and let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each one. This devotional may receive less attention than previous ones, especially since topics such as love, prayer, and forgiveness may be less appealing or exciting than topics of the rapture or the antichrist to some people. However, it's crucial to understand that prayer is a vital component of our faith, second only to the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prayer and studying God's word are essential, however, in my opinion, Prayer is more important from a biblical perspective. Now, prayer can be challenging because it requires humility before the Almighty. The prayer of Jesus starts with our Father who art in heaven to remind us of God's greatness and our dependence upon him. So we must recognize whom we are approaching in prayer, just as Job was reminded of his place before God. Now, I understand that prayer can be challenging, and I, and I can relate to this difficulty because as one gets older, I have found in myself a situation where spending an hour and a half in doing research and writing a devotional blog such as this one, for instance, is much easier for me than spending 30 minutes in quiet meditation and prayer. However, I'm learning that there are times when silence um, um and being still before the Almighty are more important and necessary to talking to God. And that's not, that talking to God is not always, always what's needed when you're in prayer. And that's what makes it difficult for me because I like to talk. But sometimes God through the Spirit wants to talk to me. And what I mean is that I'm discovering that the Father is asking me to listen more to pay attention to truth in my inner parts 
and listen to my heart and conscience, living in according to that in faith that God is actually at work in me, shaping my convictions and perceptions of his kingdom and his will. As I get older, I learn to listen, reflect in prayer, and talk less to God. My prayers have become more straightforward, expressing gratitude for my life, family, and friends, and God's provisions. I ask God to make me a more loving and forgiving person, and I pray that my life and actions will positively influence the next generation. However, there are times when in various situations come that I need to figure out how to pray without imposing my opinions on the matter or what I think God should do. In such cases, I pray that God's kingdom and will would come and be accomplished instead of trying to direct God in a particular manner. When someone says to me, pray that God will, I I rarely vocalize my opinion on that request, but I never direct God on what he should do. But instead, I ask for heavenly insight and a perspective and what is God's will in this situation and what does God want to accomplish? Whether demanding or humbly petitioning or praying for God's will to be done, these are all forms of prayer that actually can be found in the Bible and requires wisdom, requires the wisdom of God to know which form is required at the right time, but we must pray. I met a missionary that was part of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, a Mormon, who told me that that they taught him how to pray, and that's why, in fact, he left an evangelical church to join the Mormon church. He said, well, they taught me how to pray. I was surprised because I thought prayer was just talking to God, but it turns out that many people feel the same way. They just don't know how to pray. The good news is the best way to learn to talk to God is to simply start talking to him. There are no rules about where you where you must be or what time of day it is that you have to pray. In fact, the best prayers are the ones that are sincere expressions of our thoughts, feelings, and needs. It could be a desperate cry for help, expressing gratitude, or simply sharing a concern. When I was in Bible college, I was nervous and insecure about a lot of things. And one of the first things I did in my first year was I got up early and I took a walk around the block, talking to God like I would a friend to calm myself down. I would express all my feelings and thoughts to him just like I would with a friend. I realized then that prayer was just simply talking to God, nothing complicated. If you're one of those who feels like they don't know how to pray, just start talking to God. Then there's this other issue. I don't know what to pray. When someone expresses uncertainty um, about what to pray, that's, that's understandable. Throughout the years, people have approached me and requested prayer. For instance, imagine this hypothetical situation where a self-proclaimed Christian brother or sister tells you that he or she and their unmarried boyfriend or girlfriend are planning to purchase a house. They've already made an offer and she's asking for you to pray that the sales that the sale of it goes through. Well, what do you what do you do? It's a pretty complicated situation. Let's say there was nothing nefarious or immoral about it. Let's say they they um, they said that they were they were going they were planning on getting married, but they were purchasing the house now because it was a good deal and they planned on living in separate bedrooms until the wedding date which they provided. Well, how would you pray in this case? Or what about when a brother or sister approaches you 
with a loved one who is terminally ill and approaching the end of their life? How should you pray? Do you demand that, do you, do you demand that God heal them or that he takes them quickly without pain and suffering? There are many situations where it's hard to know what to pray. Now, for those who pray in tongues, that may be a solution. However, the Bible states that our spirit, with regards to tongues, is actually praying mysteries. And when we pray in tongues, the Bible says our minds are unfruitful. Further to that, it says that when we pray in tongues, as I understand it anyways, that the primary purpose for tongues, according to the Bible, is personal edification. But still, what about those who don't pray in tongues? Uh, um, well, I once put great emphasis on the gift of tongues myself. I now rely heavenly on two passages of scripture. The first is a prayer of wisdom that's found in the book of James. James prays that anyone lacking wisdom should pray to God who gives generously. So sometimes I pray to ask for wisdom on how to pray. Sometimes I'll ask the Lord what to pray, but often I default to the prayer of Jesus. No matter what the situation, whether it's compli- whether it's a complicated scenario involving two Christians purchasing a house and living separately until they get married, or an elderly brother or sister facing a terminal illness, I pray that God's kingdom would come to that specific situation and that his will would be done. Many times, that's the only prayer I can offer. But prayer is not just about asking for stuff or asking for things. It should also include thanksgiving. The New Testament teaches us that prayer should always be accompanied by thanksgiving. In Philippians 4, we're commanded to be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This verse reminds us that prayer is not just about asking God about what we want, but we should also include thanksgiving. Uh, thanks for what we've already been given and received. In Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 to 18, Paul says to rejoice always, praying without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This passage again emphasizes the, na- the, the importance of maintaining a grateful heart in all circumstances. And it's just not about when things are going well. We're called to give they were called to give thanks in everything, even in the midst of trials and difficulties. The Father also does not like ungratefulness or unthankfulness. Take a look at Romans 1.21. It says, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. This first highlights the consequence of failing to give thanks to God. When we take care, when we take God's blessings for granted and fail to acknowledge His goodness, our hearts become darkened and our thinking futile. So, today, <laughs> let us remember the words of Colossians 4 3 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Paul says, Pray for us too, that God may open doors for our message. Um, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. So let us recognize that prayer is not just about asking for things or guidance, but it's also a way to express gratitude, seek wisdom, intercede for others. Let us also approach prayer humbly, acknowledging our dependence upon God and His greatness 
May we be encouraged to talk to God and share our thoughts, feelings, and needs with Him, knowing that there are no rules about where or when we must pray. And when we don't know what to pray, may we seek wisdom from God and trust that His kingdom and His will will be accomplished in every situation. Let us continue to devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and may God open the doors for us to proclaim the mysteries of Christ. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.